I talk to a lot of small businesses that start podcasts for their business, and I think that is great. I think it's extremely beneficial for small businesses mm. um, to have podcasts, even with smaller audiences. I think it's still great and important. Um, but something that I see is an expectation on an immediate return on investment. And I tell people, hey, you really, unless you are coming as a established influencer with a big audience, you need to look at it as an, a, a marketing leg of your company. So like it's part of your marketing budget. Like this is an opportunity for you to connect with your audience it's also an opportunity for honestly to make some deals in your business hello and welcome to another episode of the wisdom and the tangents podcast i am your host john mansfield i'm here to help you grow your business build community and create the lifestyle you always dream of every week i bring in other photographers creative entrepreneurs and business professionals so whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents that we will follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each interview is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. Hello, welcome to another podcast episode. Um, I'm excited about this one. This is uh, this is going to be a conversation about podcasting itself. A little bit meta, I understand, but I've been receiving a lot of DMs from y'all about how you're wanting to start a podcast, or you just have a bunch of questions about, you know, how do you start a podcast? What mics do you get? Uh, how do you even edit? What are some do's and don'ts of podcasting? So I've got Hayden Dorr in the show today, and he is a professional. He's got years and years of experience as an audio engineer, and he is a podcast producer uh, for some podcasts that you might know, like Superlative and the Heart and Hustle podcast with our friends of the show, Evie and Lindsay. And that's actually how Hayden and I met at the Heart University conference in Dallas uh, earlier this year in 2023. Hayden gives a lot of great recommendations for uh, podcast gear, editing software, lots of different stuff. Um, so I have all of those linked in the show notes, and you can just scroll down in the show description of whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on, and it'll have a link to those show notes. So you can go check out all of those things. You don't have to like pull out your notes app and be like, wait, what microphone was that? It's already linked for you and ready to go. A fun little a fun little something. I don't even know what it, what to call it. Um, it's, it's kind of ironic, uh, but not in a Alanis Morissette way. Um, the, my audio for this episode is pretty terrible, <laughs> you know, have a podcast producer on the show. And that's when my microphone decides to just like not really show up. Um, so I did what I could to recover uh, the best possible. So I apologize for my voice. This is this one is much better. But uh, but yeah, uh, thankfully, Hayden talks uh, for for most the most of the episode as he is the um, as he is the expert on the show. But anyway, let's get in to my conversation with Hayden Dorr. Hayden, welcome to awesome. the show. I am very excited for you to be here. I'm excited to talk podcasting. It's like, 
it's like a fun new thing, even though um, as we're recording this, uh, I, I've just started my fifth year of podcasting uh, as of November. Um, so it's like, wow. it still feels new. Like I'm excited about it. Like, you know, whenever you have like a new kind of like side thing, that's not your main business. Right. And it's just like, well, I want to do this. And I have all these ideas for this. Uh, and it still feels new, right. even though it's technically not. But, uh, but yeah, this would be fun to talk about uh, podcasting. And I know a lot of the listeners are on that, um, I don't know, that edge of like, I want to start a podcast, but I also have no idea right. how to start. Right. Uh, so this will be, be really fun. But yeah, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here and talk podcasting. Um, it was great meeting you at the Heart Conference this yeah. year. Um, that conference in itself, like every year, I mean, I know they've only done two, but every year, so many things happen in my business just from that conference alone, you know? Yeah. Um, just the community so. that they foster through, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Evie and Lindsay for, for everyone uh, who's listening, that you're, if you don't know the art conference, which the odds are you probably do. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Evie and Lindsay, they just, they foster such a great community that like i didn't know anyone mm -hmm. who was going to be there until like maybe a week or two before uh that i found out that one of my friends ivan was going to be there and then we oh, ended up ivan, rooming together ivan. oh yeah ivan's great he's been on the show before awesome. and uh and that was awesome, the first yeah. time that we got to meet in person was at the conference uh, oh, so awesome. was, even though i only knew really ivan walking into it i immediately it was just like so much community and everyone just very welcoming yeah. so that's that's great it's and, it's a community yeah. it's a community that has so much involvement yeah like it's not just active only on social media like they're they're truly involved in the business and then each other's lives so mm -hmm. yeah it's a, it's a they're, they're a good lesson on harboring fostering community you know oh, yeah. um yeah. which so, is yeah. not an easy thing but to I'm, do it's not just like, hey, everyone, no. be nice to each other and hang out. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but no, I'm excited that we got to connect there and um, excited to be here and, and have a chat with you. Yeah, I am too. And, you know, before we get into uh, podcasting and all that, um, there, I, I have these questions that I've been asking my guests lately. And I stole a lot of them from Stephen Colbert and like, his Colbert question and then added a few of my own. So I've got just a couple questions because this is like how I get to know people really well and like identify with them. Like, sure. Yeah. What, what, what kind of fruit do you like and that kind of stuff? Um, so I've got 17 questions. You just pick two. Where are these questions anyway? Um, here we go. You pick um, two numbers between one and 17. Okay. And, and I'll ask you these okay. questions. Um, we'll do four and 13. Four and 13. Okay. Um, number four, apples or oranges? Green apples from the fridge. I love green apples a it's lot. Like a, Cold green apples. Crisp, tart apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally one of my favorite fruits or any, yeah, probably my favorite fruit to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. A good apple is... Is probably my favorite as yeah. well. I uh, most of my lunches are just an apple or two. Um, 
Uh, but from the fridge. Yeah. I like yeah. that you added that because yeah. a cold crisp apple is so much better than just like sitting on the counter. Uh, you know, absolutely. I, I can't have that. Just makes a itself. huge difference. Yeah. So absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. And then number 13, what is the last song you listened to on repeat? Um, last song I listened to on repeat is a song called, uh, rock bottom by a band called Lakeview. Okay. Um, they're out of Florida. They're a, I, I'm a heavy metal guy. I've, I've been into metal my whole life and we could get into that later. Um, but this band is a metal band that also writes, it's like a mixture of metal and mainstream country. And I don't really like country okay. that much. Uh-huh. Um, but like they marry the two with like really good songwriting. Um, they, they work with some songwriters from, from some other uh, big metal bands that I listen to. Um, so just the way me being a production nerd and a musician and a songwriter, yeah. the way they put everything together is very even though it's mainstream ish it's very unique and Ooh. it's a fresh flavor on things and uh it's a really good song so it's okay. it's heavy um doesn't have any screaming in it uh if that's uh someone's like worry but um yeah. it's it's cool it, it's a cool it's a cool mix so i've been listening okay. to that band a lot so. okay and what's the name of the band again yeah. so i can check it out uh lake uh lakeview lakeview Lake yeah okay um nice. yeah you might have to search like lakeview florida band okay. um but yeah so they're they're uh yeah they're they're kind of gaining some popularity and it's uh Very it's cool, cool to watch the rise but yeah nice yeah that i like that kind of music i was never big into like screamo metal um yeah i, I like to be able to like you know sing along uh, yeah at, at least a little bit or like know the words um but uh, 100%. But yeah. I, I mean i love the whole range so i i like yeah. the ones with the scary sounds you know i like yeah. the screaming yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah but, but, but i like uh, it all so yeah, yeah. lakeview sounds interesting with like that marrying metal and country together um have you heard yeah um, and it's the, like real pop country yeah okay interesting yeah have you yeah. heard of uh the mars volta um yeah, they're, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I figured they're 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 pretty yeah. pretty big, um, or at least they were yeah, one hundred percent or fifteen years ago. And I love that. Yeah, no, but uh, how they like marry like the uh, like those Latin beats in with one hundred percent with rock and metal, and uh, it's just it's a good absolutely. Time. I, I don't know what they're yeah, saying most of the great. time because I don't speak Spanish, but <laughs> it's 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 great a little, but it's energetic. You know, it brings energy. Um, it brings um, emotion. So yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah. I feel like I I, I know you even better now, Aiden. Um, yeah. We, no, we connected on apples absolutely. and metal music. Um, apple and yeah, apple <laughs> and metal. That's, <laughs> that's funny. That's well, funny. Well, that's sweet. Funny. That's all I am. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, just kidding. apples and metal. Just listening to metal. Just my break apples. me down to apples and metal. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So okay, for for podcasting, you've got a lot of like mm-hmm. do's and don'ts. You're a uh, uh, podcast producer correct yes yes so i for several different shows um i've been podcasting or sorry i've been working in podcast management and production full-time for about five years um so yeah i'm lucky enough that i get to do it from home with uh, a clientele base that allows me to do it full-time and um, grow my company and 
it's a uh, it's an exciting process. So it's been an exciting five years, and it's continuing to be exciting or stressful every single day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would imagine. I mean, like, because I do all the podcasting, managing stuff by on my own, and that is stressful. Right. Uh, as itself and i can only imagine managing multiple different podcasts uh, from different time zones and countries as we were talking about before we started recording um yeah, but absolutely. yeah how did you get into uh, podcast management and production well um so i when i was 19 i went to a trade school for audio engineering so learning how to record music in a studio, produce music, edit it, all of that. Um, and I ended up working at that studio and working at Apple also on the side um, for a few years. And then I uh, continued to just do audio productions from home, recording bands, writing music, mm. um, but it wasn't necessarily giving me like the business that I wanted. I, I didn't have the right business model. Um, but one day I literally, I've loved podcasting for years. And so one day I was just listening to one of my favorite podcasts at the time. And I was like, man, it, it sounds so bad. Why does it sound <laughs> so horrible? Like, it's just like, like, do these guys like just not invest at all into like any kind of production? And so then uh, I was like, wait, I make, you know, really loud metal, like sound, coherent and like clear and I mix music and I improve raw recording. So maybe I could transition to podcasting and make some podcasts sound good. So I just slowly started editing and just doing like production stuff for different shows. And then as it went on, they just started asking me like, Hey, can you also do this? Can you also do this? Can you mm -hmm. also do this? And I just slowly built up um, the skills of doing all the management, the hosting, you know, the, the first time I got asked, like, hey, can you do the hosting and everything for the show? I was like, yeah, absolutely. But I had no idea what it was right. doing. I, yeah, I, had, like, been, I, I had no idea. It yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, exactly. And so, um, you know, I went from just being on the engineering side to trying to understand podcasting as an industry or a whole, you know, mm -hmm. um, all fronts of the business, so to say. So yeah. that's uh, that's when the business started to grow and allow me to do it full time was when I kind of went from, Oh, not being just editing per right. episode, um, which doesn't always give you the biggest return, you know? Right. Um, cause it's only worth so much. It, it just is. It's mm. only worth so much. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's been exciting. And I, I still record music and write music and everything, but that's more of something I enjoy as a hobby on the side, um, which was kind of always the goal, like to keep, to keep that part fun. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and I love what I do with podcasting. Um, so it's, it's a cool mix to like have my hobby and my business kind of revolve around the same room, but it's not the same thing. Right. Yeah. You know? It's like, Sometimes you walk yeah. into the room going to work, and sometimes you walk into the room it's like this is for play. This is I exactly some music. Right Absol yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, cool. um, but yeah, so I just kind of transitioned from music to uh, to podcasting. Nice. I love how you were just like I was just listening to one of your favorite podcasts, and like this sounds <laughs> terrible. I can I can help them. This is something I can do. Yeah. I, I find like I, that's, I, I think I. 
it's, it's just like it's really cool whenever you see like a hole in the market or something like that where it's just like people need my help this is something i can do i'm gonna go ahead and build right. this this is great right and it was before there were easier at home editing platforms and whatnot you know like it was it was a little bit before that it was kind of like either you learned it or you hired someone like those were your only two options really oh yeah i remember because i was uh like 2018 is whenever i really wanted like started thinking about starting a podcast and it wasn't until 2019 that i did and in 2018 i was like I don't know. I've got like GarageBand or Audacity. Like these are my options yeah. of recording and editing. And I knew a little bit of GarageBand, which is where I started recording. Which I would not mm-hmm. recommend anyone go back and listen to the first like twenty episodes of this podcast. <laughs> um, there, there's some good nuggets in there, but the audio recording quality is so terrible. Uh, I, hey, my my first productions that I did. Um, uh, my first productions, I I didn't fully understand that at the time there was a loudness measurement for podcasts specifically. Oh, I was like yeah. working off this like mastering of music. So like my first few podcasts that I did for like the first couple months were like so loud, which sounds cool, uh-huh. but it's not. <laughs> like it's yeah. they're like like very loud. <laughs> so yeah, no, we've that was a learning opportunity a few years ago. Well, more than a few, but yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, I, I didn't know what peaking was or like anything like that. I'm like, if it's louder, that's better. Like people can turn down their earbuds if they need to. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. and I was, was like, they won't have to turn it up as much. But. Exactly. Yeah, you can listen at half volume, yeah. and it won't scare anyone if it's going from a normal audio podcast. To exactly. Mine. If the dynamic. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> So I guess that's one of the one of the don'ts of podcasting. Is yeah. Don't just max yeah, out your volume whenever you're editing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. In this world, you can edit your own photos. Oh man, this is taking forever. How long have you been at that anyway? Uh, almost six weeks now, and they're due any day. Or you can let AI do the editing for you. Haven't you heard of Imagine AI? Yeah, but I don't really know how it works. I don't want some robot editing my photos. Uh, It's a computer and it's really simple. You just upload photos that you've already edited and the AI learns how to edit just like you. So it's kind of like I'm still editing. Uh, In a way, yeah, sure. Except you're not camping out at your computer every night. This busy season. Okay, I'll try it, but I need them back tonight. The future is now. Oh, it's already done? That was faster than I expected. Go to allheartphoto.com slash AI and get your first 1,500 images edited for free with Imagine AI. That's allheartphoto.com slash AI and embrace the new technology. Let's start with some let's let's start with some do's because we're talking about do's and don'ts sure. of podcasting. What is Absolutely. something that we should do uh, 
in podcasting. So one thing I think um, a lot of people don't do is actually invest in the equipment from the beginning right? Like I consult with a lot of new shows. Um, it's almost like a specialty of mine is helping people create the shows um, and launch them. And I hear so often like, well, once the show starts making money, I'll get better equipment. Yeah. And you know, there's some merit to that, except we'll talk about the show making money later, but, um, (laughs) it's, it's really like there's, you know, you don't have to come in with a $10,000 budget to mm-hmm. start. You don't. But it helps to have a little bit maybe more than a $100 budget, right? If it's yeah. – right, you know, I, I suggest certain equipment that it's – you know, they're not $800 mics, but it's – they're 250 And I know that's a lot, but the quality and what it will do down the road for the end product is just – it's unbeatable, right? Like it just, it makes a huge difference. Um, so I think a lot of people, um, and it's true, you can get started with very basic minimal equipment, you know, just using your, your laptop microphone, things like that. But if you are a small business that has a brand and that brand has a look and a level of professionalism, right? Um, mm-hmm your podcast on a basic level needs to also display that professionalism. And I think having a certain level of basic equipment, not necessarily professional equipment. You don't, you do not need to spend thousands of dollars to start. Um, But having a, a certain basic level of professional equipment, I think makes a, just a huge difference that takes away stress, right? It takes away a lot of stress from, the end product. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so, the stress and yeah. like, it also gives you more confidence in yourself as a podcast host because you're like, okay, absolutely. I know that my, my audio is going to sound good. And that's like 90% of podcasting is good audio. Absolutely. Possibly more than 90%. Yeah. But like, you need to have that good audio. Cause I remember my, my first microphone, I think I spent like 60 bucks on it and like bought it off right. of eBay or something. It wasn't great. It was like a little USB mic and it was fine. Yeah. Probably would have been better mm-hmm. if I was like eating the mic and like had it up close, but I just Right. And that's a was, big one. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So whenever I started this podcast, it was I was uh, I had a co-host and we shared mm-hmm. one mic and we went to a um, a coffee shop and we just put the microphone in the middle of the table. And then you're giving me, just, uh, we might have to pause. I mean, this, this, is making me, this is making me, this is making me sick right now. Hold on. Hold on. It was, it was so bad. You can hear conversations on the tables next to us and like waiters dropping glasses and stuff in the background. And it was just, it, it was, it was terrible for, for a while. Yeah. Uh, and that was because we, we went that cheap route of like, oh, we don't, we're not making any money from the podcast right now. So we don't want to like invest into it. And, uh, right. right. And yeah. And that, that definitely came across in the audio. I don't think we got a lot of subscribers, uh, those, that first year or so, because yeah, it was just, it, it wasn't the best quality. It wasn't, it wasn't a good listening experience. Cause there are definitely some podcasts that I've listened to that I'm like, you, what you're saying is great. I just can't listen yes. to it. It it hurts yeah. to listen. 
absolutely. I yeah. one of my favorite podcasts in the world right now. Nine times, not maybe not nine out of ten, but seventy percent of the time, I turn it off before the episode's over. Like I just, I love the podcast, I really uh-huh. do. But it's just like production is, it's just the last thing I think on their mind. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but that's okay. But um, yeah. So, so maybe some more things that podcasters should be doing. Yeah, um, sure. yeah investing in some equipment from the beginning. Um, another thing is really consider your recording environment, right? Like, mm-hmm. so don't go um, to a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I have some horror stories. I've edited that exact episode basically a dozen times, yeah. um, but I've also had episodes where like the guest is literally, and this is true, was literally doing the dishes while being interviewed. Okay. Like with the sink running, you know, and dishes clanging for five, six minutes of the episode, you know, like multiple answers. All all the listeners are just like, why do I have to pee so bad right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's some subliminal messaging (laughs) happening in that one. Um, But, uh, you know, so those things are always fun. But yeah, just, you know, even being at home, you know, like – a an office that has a bunch of cabinets and stuff in it is actually better than just a blank room with nothing on the walls and a wood floor and you're just sitting in a desk in the middle like that may in theory sound good but that echo is you know 70 percent of my job is removing room echo like that's or of my editing that was Um, a big deal moving here so we talked earlier i don't remember if we were recording yet but you know uh this is a new new house we moved here four months ago and this is a new office in my old office had a bunch of like built-in cabinets carpeted and it was you know a little Mm. bit uh larger but it also had like big uh a big window with drapes and um a lot of um like echo dampening just built into the room right and this one is a smaller room very tall ceiling nothing Mm. on the walls uh luckily carpet but like i remember i recorded an episode like the first week that we moved in still boxes everywhere we hadn't actually slept here yet and i came in here and closed the door and it was just echoing so badly and i just had to like tack uh blankets to the wall and I was like, this 100%. is what I'm going to have to do right now. And now I have like the sound panels and all of that. But, uh, but yeah, right. it wasn't something that I thought of because when I had been at the old house for years, it just kind of naturally had that, uh, you know, echo removal built into it, sure. which was handy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Absol- something absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, a good thing is like if you do have someone doing your production, you know, get on a FaceTime with them or a Zoom and walk through your house if you're doing it from home and like let's find a good spot because, you know, sometimes the closet's a good spot. Sometimes it's a horrible spot. Sometimes the closet's worse than anything. Right. Um, but sometimes it is good and um sometimes the living room's fine with carpet and couches and a coffee maybe you know or maybe the kitchen's better so um really just kind of consider your environment um before 
really solidifying where you record yeah right. your podcast yeah um, you don't want to buy it, all it sucks when you to like set up a whole deal and then you start recording you're like this is not a good spot this is way right too and then you record 10 episodes yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and then you batch it you batch record two months of content that are gonna sound Oof. you know not good so um but I, th- I think people are getting a lot more uh a lot more cautious about um both of those things the equipment and the mm-hmm. um, space so that's yeah. hopefully that's good but yeah um, i think a lot of people, uh, other thing oh yeah i was just, i was just gonna say a lot, i think a lot of people more people listen to podcasts now than they did even mm-hmm. five years ago because like absolutely like five years ago like you had cereal and you had uh, like some other like, <laughs> true crime stuff but uh, and maybe yeah. the daily show uh or right the daily whatever it is uh, i think it's just the daily but uh yeah but yeah it, yeah, the it wasn't is, yeah. nearly as many podcasts as there are now and it's just continuing to grow right. every day and more and more people are listening to podcasts so like as you're listening you know, like I, I know that uh, you know, a handful of y'all listeners have DM me of like, "Hey, I'm going to be starting a podcast in the next year," and like you right. listen to podcasts, this one and others, I'm sure. So you have that idea of like, "Oh, I, I need my audio to at least be this level." Like, I don't want people right. to get you know seven out of ten times just be like, "I can't finish this episode. I've got to turn this off." this is this is bad absolutely yeah um absolutely you got to kind of put yourself in the audience standpoint like if you are an audience of Mm -hmm. some podcasts then consider your experience with those podcasts Mm um you know listening to those podcasts reviewing or like you know do you we'll get into this like how much do you go to their show notes do you ever go to an episode and you're like, oh, these show notes only have three sentences? I can't listen to it. Like, no, that that never happens, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I exactly. Honestly, then, I don't know I, if I I'll, I'll elaborate on that later. <laughs> like, even Absolutely. even as an avid podcast listener, like I mm-hmm. listen to so many podcasts. Um, it is probably yeah. unhealthy the amount that I listen to. But, um, but yeah, probably on one hand, I can count the times that I've gone to show notes and I used to put like a ton of effort into my show notes and then talking to some of the listeners, I was like, you know, no one, no one really goes there, uh, except for maybe like a couple of links that are important. All right, cool. And honestly, this, yeah, yeah. This is literally my my first point under the kind of like don'ts is over focus on the show note layout and the voice in the show notes. Like, yes. what matters more in the show notes are the links, mm. right? A link to whatever the advertising the ad is um, yeah. for your if you have an ad, um, that's very important. But then also links to the guest, their social, their product that they're selling, their website, whatever they are, that is way more important than having three paragraphs of super branded, you know, your voice has to be written by you. It stresses right. you out every week to have to sit down and write uh-huh. an hour of, of show notes for what it's, it's, it is so, I, I, I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest stresses um, that people have. And honestly, it's one of the hardest 
parts of the production is putting together the show notes for some of my clients that really want some extravagant show notes and Mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like that's what they want. That's what they're paying me for. But it sometimes takes just as long as like literally editing the hour podcast that takes a lot of, you know, going back and forth. So, um, and for 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 certain shows and industries, maybe the show notes are better or more utilized. Um, for one of my clients, they're in a very niche industry. I mean, it's super niche, but their uh, their audience is a little bit older. And we found that they actually really do go to the show notes for this show. Mm-hmm. because when we changed things up, we had a lot of feedback that was like, Hey, we, we liked this mini play by play of it because I, I want to know where I can skip forward to, but it was a little bit of an older audience that wasn't interested in listening to an hour episode. They wanted right. the highlights. So yeah. they're like, um, what can I skip forward yeah. to the point that I want to listen to in this podcast? Right. And then not have to like, you know, maybe sit through a bunch of banter right. and all of that. And that's not that's not the norm. That's not average of most podcast listeners. But just with their niche industry and what they were um, talking about and everything, it's just that's what their audience kind of wanted. So, um, but it's not typical. And I really think too many people stress themselves out about their show notes. I, I was I they, was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Hey, it's it's the most stressful part. I think of the job is. Yeah writing super branded perfect sounding show notes every week mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah i um, i used yeah. to spend like you said i i spent more time curating the show notes and writing all the paragraphs and having like all the extra links and and all of that in there and then branding it to the website and like formatting all the images and, and it just took so much time and it was really stressing me out for producing the podcast when Mm -hmm. this part the the conversation was what i really enjoyed and i found so much joy in in recording and then the post-processing i was just like ah, there's so many links and so many so much i have to like now write um that uh it was taking a lot out of it and uh yeah i i think that was a great point that you were making that don't like don't over over emphasize the show notes if that's not something that your audience is really invested in yeah and ask your audience like if you have an audience ask them like hey how how involved in the show notes are you guys like what do you do you go there i mean you know they're maybe they're you get it back and you're like oh two two percent of my audience actually clicks on it so why am i spending 30 percent of my time doing it exactly you know um but but yeah so um you know as far as other kind of things to do really Mm -hmm. i i think one thing and it's uh maybe my kind of like last thing for like dues but um focus in the in the recording focus on being more conversational and genuine in the moment you know there Mm -hmm. aren't podcast hosts you know i'm not saying that they're overly disingenuous or anything but like um you're really you're really good at this is like if i say something that's a little bit of a tangent like you 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 explore that you're like oh that's cool like it's it's actually conversational instead of like 
I say three cool things in a response, and then you're just on to the next question. Yeah, and it's like, mm, we just okay, missed. cool. And then the next question I have is, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, that was something I think that, that really I saw. comes across. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, that is. I mean, one of the reasons that I rebranded the podcast to be Wisdom and the Tangents was because yeah. that's that's what I enjoy, and like that's. I, I love having conversations about a certain topic, but then like hitting the outskirts of that topic and sometimes completely, you know, out of left field conversations that come into it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, because it used to be like uh, this podcast used to be the, the light and dark photography podcast, which was okay something that I always had to explain what that meant every time that I said it. And Wisdom of the Tangents is like, I oh, know I get it. Yeah. There, there's yeah, probably going to be tangents and, and there's wisdom in this. Hey, and I and I understand the the frustration and the stress of having to explain something like that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um I recently just went through a rebrand of my company and I so my company is called July Media Labs mm-hmm. and July is my middle name. Um Hayden July Door. Yes. Um Were you so born in July? I, I was, yes, July okay. 24th. So, oh, nice. On yeah. the 13th. Um, yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. July birthdays. Um, I, yeah. Um, I feel like I do, you know, the month does have my name on it, though. So, I, you know, it's technically, you know, my it's birthday month. Technically, just have to say. Yeah. Technically, no. Uh, my name's on it. I can't, I can't, yeah. argue, no. Um, but, uh, no. So, I, before that, you know, I named my business when I was recording death metal bands. Like, and excuse me, I really like like the imagery of like Grim Reapers and stuff. And I have a tattoo on the side of my neck. If you can see, it's a scythe, which is what the Grim Reaper holds. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually kind of is more of symbolism for guitar. And I've been a guitar player for 20 plus years. And growing up, two of my favorite guitar players, like their bands and their cymbals had like Grim Reapers and Scythes on them. And so their guitars had it all over them. And so it's kind of like a, it's just like a cool symbol that I've always liked. And I've always associated with being like a guitar shredder and like holding a, you know, like a object that kind of looks like a Scythe. Um, And so I named my company Scythe Fight Audio. Um, and first of all, nobody could pronounce it because it's a weird word. Uh, uh it's very, they, most people don't even know what it is. Right. You know, no, that's you another do thing. know what it is. It's like, oh, I've never actually spelt that word before. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've never spelt it. Um, yeah. also, you know, I'm a, if you're, you're like looking at it, you're like, I'm a podcast. What is this company? <laughs> like, you know? And so like, I always had to explain to people like, oh, you know, I, I named it when I was recording bands still, but I, I focus on podcast production and you know, whatnot. Oh. Um, and I built my entire company and business off of that name and with that name. Um, so it obviously didn't matter the most, but the stress of having to explain it was, yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Um, and the, so at the just conference. the idea of like how many different people saw Scythe fight. Yeah. It, it is a little difficult to yeah. say too. Uh, and they were just like, it is, it's also difficult to say. I don't know yeah. what this is. I'm just going to move on. And like you never even had the opportunity to explain what it was. Yeah. 
but I was like 20 when I named it and I thought it was cool. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm sticking to this gun. Uh, like I'm sticking to it, you know, yeah. but, um, it's, I love the name that I chose now. Um, it's way more, um, just less abrasive. I think, you know, July media labs, it utilizes yeah. my name, but it's yeah. not my first and last name, you know, right. not Hayden door productions, right. you know, um, but it really kind of came from the mark talking to so many different marketing people at the heart conference mm-hmm. that was at the heart conference. So many of them were like, no, just do it. It's so easy to just do it this way. You just got to try. And, um, so yeah, but, yeah. um, it yeah, does, so I, I get it, the stress. Yeah. 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 July media labs is way better. So, yeah, that um, sounds great. But, but yeah. yeah, like that's, I mean, that is a good, good thing to think about as, uh, you're starting a podcast or maybe you've had a podcast, but you are running into the same thing that I was of just like, yes. Oh yeah. Well, the name came from this and this is what it means, but the show is about this and you know, right. having to do that all the time or, you know, not getting the, uh, like the SEO clicks from your name itself or someone just showing up and seeing the name and being like, I don't actually know what this show is about and I'm not going to spend the time to listen to the, you know, episode zero intro type deal. I'm just going to move right. on. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge thing. And it's the longer it goes on, the harder it gets mm-hmm. to, to do it. Um, you know, like it's a lot easier to rebrand if you've had six episodes than if you've had 600, right. like, and not that it's impossible, but mm-hmm. like, and it it's, it, but it's, it's better to do sooner rather than later, but yes. it's also never too late. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I started kind of a, thinking yeah. about rebranding around episode 80 or so. And then it yeah. still took me like another six months. So it was like episode like yeah. 10 somewhere in there that I finally rebranded. And I was like, I should have done this yeah. so long ago. Cause this is so, so yeah. Better. But yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. what's maybe uh, another don't? Uh, I love that these like do's and don'ts are kind of like both sided too, where it's like, yeah, do think about your podcast name and don't just yeah. name it because you liked that when you were 20. Uh, but right. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as far as more don'ts, we've got, you know, I, I talk to a lot of small businesses that start podcasts for their business. And I think that is great. I think it's extremely beneficial for small businesses mm-hmm. um, to have podcasts, even with smaller audiences. I think it's still great and important. Um, but something that I see is an expectation on an immediate return on investment. And I tell people, hey, you really unless you are coming as a established influencer with a big audience, you need to look at it as an, a, a marketing leg of your company. So mm. like it's part of your marketing budget. Like this is an opportunity for you to connect with your audience. It's also an opportunity for honestly to make some deals in your business. If there are people in other companies you want to reach, if you want to, whatever your business is like you want to have a contract with this or you're interested on what maybe this company does like Mm -hmm. well a a good 
foot in the door is, hey, come on, let's talk on my podcast. Like, obviously, that's not like the guest pitch, but like, right. hey, having someone on your podcast that you're truly interested in what they do, that shows in the being genuine. And then I have clients where it costs them so many hundreds of dollars or whatever per month to run the show with their team and me and everything. Um, but you know, they may not be getting that money back every month, but then they'll sign a contract with somebody that they had on the show and their company, whatever they do. So they yeah. made the money back that way. Or maybe um, they sell merch or maybe they have conferences or maybe they, um, you know, maybe your photographer that literally just it's a way that not only do you sell your presets and things like that, but um, you're talking to past clients that you've had. So then future clients can come and listen to your experiences. There's so many ways that a podcast can bring you money indirectly mm -hmm. and also directly, you know, but too many people expect a, a quicker rise in I don't want to say popularity or success because you can have a small audience and that's successful. Oh, yeah. um, but they ex the it really comes down to the immediate return on investment. I, I tell a lot of people like most shows don't make money directly. They yeah. just they they just don't unless you are getting thousands of downloads an episode mm -hmm. consistently. You're you're not gonna make life-changing or full-time money to support the show directly just through advertising yeah like at it's making thousands of dollars on advertising does require numbers yes. um typically yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't be so, like well i had yeah. 20 downloads last week so right. um you're gonna pay me a couple thousand dollars or how yeah yeah like, like, exactly. yeah that's that's but definitely have, something i'm yeah. i am glad that i didn't have that mindset going into the podcast because it was more of like a, uh, like a, uh, just a, an elevated, uh, client experience for, mm -hmm. uh, at, yes. at the time I was, uh, teaching workshops and doing a lot of like in-person workshops, which I limited to eight people at a time. And mm. like, this would be a great thing for someone who can't attend the workshop. I can talk about different subjects and then eventually bring on guests and now mostly just bring on guests and uh and it's been like kind of like a uh, a client uh, elevated experience which i i also have some friends who do uh uh you know wedding photography but then they have a client-centered podcast where they deep dive yes. into different things that would help them with planning their wedding they can be like, oh, sure. I did an episode on that back in episode seven. Go check out this podcast that I do. And like that is the right. way that it brings them income, um, not through advertising, not through like affiliate links and stuff like that, but actually right. you know, elevating their client experience, which allows them to then charge more for their services. So yeah, there's all That's sorts absolutely. of ways you can make money. <laughs> it doesn't just have to come yeah. through advertising. Right. And, and so I, I like to kind of set that expectation. You know, I also mm -hmm. like, you know, I like to have people consider their existing audience size. Like, mm -hmm. okay, like mm -hmm. what is your, what does your social media like entail? Like, do you have 
200 followers or do you have a thousand or do you have 10,000 or a hundred thousand? Like that can matter, but also it, it cannot matter either. Like you could have a thousand followers and 750 of them are super involved in your community and in your show. Oh. And that can be more valuable than just 5,000 empty listeners who don't click on any affiliate links, who don't yeah. purchase anything like, okay, yeah, they're there. You get 5,000 downloads, but they're not, and that's cool for advertising, but you're not making any invest, like nothing's being reinvested into your company from your audience. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes having a small, super invested audience, uh, can be super beneficial so oh, yeah. it's, it's one it's one of those things it's 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 not black or white it is gray you know um you can it is totally just up to your audience up to the show um but there's some good parameters to be mindful of and good things to to consider so you can have a realistic expectation of what um what running and or having a show is going to be like um yeah on the, uh, I think that's that's good to come into a podcast with that mindset instead of the, all right, cool. Once I hit five episodes, I should be raking in some money and I can quit my yes. day job and, and all that, which yes. has happened with other people for sure, but it is Absolutely. definitely the exception. Uh, there are a lot of podcasts and if out you... there that don't make it. Absolutely. And if you don't have an audience, the way that that's going to happen is through like aggressive marketing and, and tons of effort. Like yeah. if you don't have that audience, then you're going to, and you're, and that's your goal is to have 10,000. Like that's your goal is just numbers, 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 and downloads. Then like, you're going to have to put a lot of effort in assets, mm -hmm. like not just two clips per episode. No, you're going to have to have like two clips a day on every platform and hope one goes viral yeah. and it, you're going to burn out trying to grow it inorganically so fast yeah. um yeah. so yeah but okay i think that, yeah. that's a that's a great tip um we do have a couple uh questions from awesome. listeners um, sweet nada asked uh what is some basic equipment that's necessary for starting a podcast you kind of mentioned that earlier sure. like investing in some good equipment instead of just like Mm -hmm. recording on your phone um what's some right. basic stuff um i i kind of i don't want to say like swear by this one microphone but i think the best bang for your buck is a sure mv7 it's yeah. a usb microphone that can also be used with an xlr cable so like a regular microphone cable if you were to have more advanced equipment mm -hmm. um but it's about 250 bucks and the directional input of it it's it's the little brother of this microphone actually this is a sm7 okay. um it's about twice the cost um so if you have a bit a more of a budget then absolutely this is the microphone to go but i think starting off a good microphone the mv7 um sure s-h-u-r-e mv7 um that paired with honestly any video that you can put together makes a difference because mm. as long as the vid video is decent but the audio is professional that makes a huge impact on the overall 
show you know because yes. what they hear on apple podcast at least sounds great mm -hmm. and then your media social media clips look good um they sound good coming from the phone things like that so not that audio is more important but the balance of it it's it's a it's it's a little bit um more affects your audience's experience than 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 video right yeah. um i I, I think it's it's not more important, but it's it's a especially at the beginning, like a good microphone and a two hundred and fifty dollar investment isn't the worst uh barrier to entry for no. this. Oh yeah. Um, sure. So I I really like I I actually had a sticker on my old laptop case that just broke um that said anything but a yeti and i'm sorry but that uh, <laughs> uh that was the sticker that i had um uh -huh. i know that those are the most marketed microphones in the world uh for podcasting um but they're very cheap to make and that's why they're able to sell for 99 dollars um yeah. i strongly suggest doubling the investment or so and getting an mv7 i it yeah I think it is hundreds of percent better, <laughs> hundreds of times better than, yes. than um, some other more mic marketed microphones like that. So yeah, like the the Yeti but, and the, isn't that like a, a snow or like a yeah the snowball snowball the snow, yeah yeah I, I had a yeah. snowball uh, before I started this long long time ago. My dad used to uh, uh, record sermons and just like put them out on the radio. Yeah. And he had that, and that yeah. worked fine. But like those, pick up so much background noise. Uh, Absolutely, and cool. it almost worse than like just wear your AirPods. Like just wear AirPods and use those as a mic. Like mm -hmm. I'm using these as just headphones right now. Right. But um, like it's, I would rather someone use AirPods, the mic, than than use a Yeti. Personally, yeah. I. Yeah think it sounds better so okay. cool. um well yeah so i'll have yeah, the link for that, that sure mic uh in the show yeah. notes too uh so anyone who's just like okay what was it it'll yeah. be in the show notes y'all can y'all can click on that and go yeah go grab that. it's usually amazon prime too i've had clients order them same day so nice. they've gotten them there same day so yeah yeah, yeah. and this is coming out like mid uh december ish so there's usually some good deals mm -hmm. before the holidays and all of that. So, um, and they do de they stuff. do holiday deals on that microphone every year. They usually do a small one, so I yes. absolutely would keep an eye on it. Okay, cool, good to know. Um, another listener question is, uh, what uh, what do you recommend for editing and like publishing, hosting, all those things? Yeah. So publishing and hosting, um, there's actually all the hosting platforms. There's, there's not much difference to them other than their interface and how they look. Um, you know, the big one is Libsyn. Um, that's good. It, it is great. It has everything you need. Um, Blueberry. Great. Has everything you need. Uh, Blueberry makes actually makes submitting your show to like Apple Podcasts and the different ones a little bit easier. Um, so uh, for new shows, I sometimes recommend Blueberry um, if they're going to be doing their own hosting. Like if mm -hmm. I'm not doing it, if I'm just like maybe consulting or um, you know just doing the editing, I, I'll tell them maybe Blueberry because it it. it, it 
it holds your hand a little bit more, not much, but a little bit more. And then you have like Podbean, which is actually really good for beginners. It has That's a lot of like with. beginner friendly. Yeah, it has a lot of beginner friendly stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it, it's honestly like none of them are horrible and none of them are incredible. I've I've had issues with all of them and I've had success with all of them. It's just like any piece of software. Um, So it's really just about price point for you. Price point and like with the pod bean, I don't know if it's different now, but whenever I was on there, they had like a, a cap of how it was either how many megabytes of audio you could put yeah. in a month or the yes, cap of yes. how many downloads people could download. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So it, that's like that. where you have to, you have to kind of find like which platform and which um, plan on these mm. platforms works best. Yeah. Because you might, if you do 15 minute episodes, then you don't need a big, maybe a huge plan. But if you do hour and a half episodes, mm. you might have to have one of the more expensive plans simply for that fact. Yeah. So, okay. um, but yeah, cool. as far as editing goes, this is, this is a hard one because as an audio engineer, you know, there are things like garage band and audacity, but I don't recommend those for people. It's they don't make it very easy to put podcasts together. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I, I really, I like, obviously it's me. It's my job too. I think outsourcing editing is a great thing. Um, you can generally, usually starting out, if you have someone taking care of just the editing and you handling everything else, that's a big stress off your uh-huh. shoulders. Um, but I also understand that not everybody can, can do that starting off. So, right. you know, depending on your recording platform, let's say you use Riverside, it has some great, you know, which what we're using, it has some uh-huh. great basic editing features there. Um, if you are not an audio engineer and you don't necessarily invest in learning editing which is a good thing to do i think just to have a basic understanding um but if you're not doing that using like riverside or using ai programs to do the editing can help and be good but you're not gonna have the full control you're not gonna have the full like i want it to be exactly like this they're they're not as intuitive as they all say and they don't produce exactly what they say you know, like even the other day, I, 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 there was like a new AI platform that was like, Hey, upload these videos and you get so many clips. And I was like, Oh, let me check it out. And I did it. And the clips were horrible. Like they, they, they were just like random parts of the podcast. The title made no sense. Like uh-huh. I was like, Oh, this is unusable for someone who really wants to a specific, you know, specific assets and things to look and sound a certain way. But for, if you're just starting out and you have no other choice or option, they, you can get some really good basic results, especially at the beginning to get you going. So, um, yeah, I've tested it out. So Riverside has some AI editing and I've tested that out. Uh, and it's fine. It, it, it's yeah, okay. It's, like you said, like, yeah. if you want that control of what the, the end result is going to be, mm-hmm. it's not so great. Like they have where it can, uh, it cuts up like, you know, 10 or 12 reels for you. And right. that has been cool. But also sometimes it's just like a random part, like 
mid symptoms yeah. it starts i'm like yeah but this isn't no yeah i'm not gonna use this uh but usually like right, one of right. the reels is good enough for me to save and, and publish but no. um, but yeah i was also that kid with garage band who you know i would illegally bring in my uh mp3 files from limewire and then like splice yeah. together different songs and stuff and sure. you know edit out some certain uh, curse words so that I could play it in the car with my parents. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, for sure. But yeah, so like with with that uh, with with that background, I felt really comfortable editing myself, which is probably why I haven't outsourced that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, right. that's definitely a big hurdle for a lot of people who maybe don't have uh, any you know audio editing background. Sure. And, you know, I, there, there are plenty of resources out there. Like, I mean, you can get a college education on YouTube basically at this point for so many different industries. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get a better than college education on YouTube for a lot of different industries nowadays. Um, so that's a great place to start. I, for editing, I use a program called pro tools. Um, it's by a company called avid AVID. I use pro tools. Um, but it's an industry standard for audio editing. So like it's what I use to make music and record music. It's also what you would use if you were literally making the soundtrack to a video game or a Marvel movie, like they, it's a full fledged software. So the barrier to entry and the learning curve can be quite intimidating. And I mean, I still learn new things about pro tools every day. So, um, and I've been using it for 12 years, but um, they have a free version and they have basic versions mm-hmm. of the software. And I believe they have a free version that is a little bit more tailored to podcasts. Okay. Um, and they're a company that has tons of online resources. So if you are wanting to learn how to do more extensive audio editing, that's a good resource. Um, really just researching any DAW DAW, which is a digital audio workstation. That's what editing software is. Um, you know, just if you are wanting to get a more than basic grasp on audio editing, you are absolutely able to do so online today. So, um, it just, yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a very different landscape than it was even five years ago, trying to figure out a hundred percent all this kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's a great Absolutely. time to start a podcast. Uh, it but, is. Uh, it is. <laughs> one one real quick last question uh, from a listener, uh, and then we can we can kind of wrap this up uh, because I feel like you sure. just like dropped so much good knowledge for us uh, this last oh, hour. Thank you. Uh, but how do you find, or how can you find good guests? Okay. Yes, this is a semi-complicated answer, but also not. So I I think there are really, there are a few different avenues that you can go through. One, and it's actually one I kind of recommend a lot is um, when talking to someone, especially if they are any kind of, I hate using the word influencer, but if they have any kind of audience or Mm -hmm. maybe their business has any kind of following, you know, what they do, um, personal connections are huge. There are, there are so many of the shows that I work for that the hosts personal connections are so valuable that they actually handle the guest scheduling. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things for them. I don't because 
me sending out emails, even if it's from their company's like email address, doesn't have the same impact as their friend reaching out to them asking to be on their podcast. Yeah. So for a lot of people, it makes sense to have the outreach come uh, come from a more personal connection standpoint. But if you don't have that connection standpoint, if you don't have personal connections, most companies that are like guest outreach companies, they're just on LinkedIn. That's all they're doing. Like they're just going through LinkedIn and like, oh, what industry of people do you want to uh, interview? Cool. Like, well, I'm just going to go to that industry and look through all the CEOs or, or, or whatever they can. So mm-hmm. it's nothing that you can't undo. It's a little bit cold cally, right? Like you're going to be sending some cold outreach out there, but utilizing platforms like just Instagram and LinkedIn and DMs and directly reaching out. That's a big one. Um, But if you're not able to put in that time of research, right, of looking up um, other podcasts that are like yours, like let's say you have a wedding photography podcast. Okay, we'll go look at other wedding photography podcasts and who have they had on? And literally just email those people. It's um, that that works. That's what if you hire someone to do guest outreach, these are the things that they're doing. This is the research that they're doing is, oh, looking at people in your industry. What other guests are they having on? Cool. I, I like the seven out of the 10 of their last guests. I'll email them and and, and whatnot. So um, and then also that is a very valuable thing to outsource um if uh if you're looking to only outsource a few elements of your show i think production's a big one but guest outreach like if you if you want to have a consistent recording schedule mm-hmm. and not work in seasons and you want weekly interviews and you don't have the time to do the research and the outreach um through social media and through finding these people then it's guest outreach isn't the most expensive thing to outsource there's people that do it for pretty reasonable prices so um you don't have to go to a big firm for that like you that is something that you can hire a freelancer for um and a lot of shows that i work for have a person that strictly handles guest outreach they they just do um but the other half of the shows i work for personal connections are big networking the people they talk to in their business in their life um you know it's the that that has proven i think in the shows i've worked on to be the most valuable in guest outreach are just utilizing personal connections to begin with and then that's how you branch off too like you know your friend who owns this company came on okay we'll, we'll talk to them who do they think might be a good person for you to talk to yeah. maybe they have a friend so yeah. um it, it, it's just like networking in your business there's no yeah. easy way or quick way really yeah yeah, yeah. no i love like personal connections is a hundred percent what i do i mean i have every now and then i'll have one of those firms email me and be like hey do you think this would be a good fit Nine times out of ten, it's a no, uh, and I'm like, yeah, and, no, and that's another thing. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it will be. <laughs> but every now and then, yeah. I get someone, yeah. and I'm like, no, that would be that'd be really interesting. And yeah. I'm like, I had a um, psychologist on a few months ago. He was not someone that I followed, uh, but 
came through a firm and uh and then we had a great conversation and it was really beneficial uh so awesome yeah like that kind of stuff but yeah personal connections like a couple of things that i do is i just have a saved folder on instagram and people that i think would be fun to talk to like the, like Yes, I, I feel like you have a, a good knowledge for my audience. Uh, I will just save one of their posts to the save folder that I just named guests. And I will go through yeah. that every week or so and just like interact with their stories, build that personal connection with them, and then eventually reach out and just be like, hey, I'm, you know, John, I, we, we connected on Instagram, all our photography, right. and, you know, I'd love to have you on the, on the guests or on the show and that kind of stuff. Uh, or I'll look at their followers and see if they follow any past guests of mine and then be like, oh yeah, yeah I've had, you know, I, I've had Natalie Frank on the show before and knowing right. that they know who Natalie Frank is, then they can be like, oh, right. well, uh, yeah, if Natalie went on your show then yeah i trust you i'll i'll come on your show absolutely uh, and, absolutely. and that kind of like personal connection it's it's just uh you know like that linkedin type deal where you have like you know first connection second connection it's like we both know this one person and if they trust that one person then the odds are they'll probably come on your show if they have time right um, so right okay Awesome. Well, sweet. Hayden, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, very, very fun yeah. talking about podcasting. Uh, this has been a lot of information. So, uh, you know, all of, all of you listeners who have been asking about podcast uh, information, you're welcome. This is a Hayden just brought it all up today. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we dived but, in. Yeah. yeah. But before we wrap up, I want to talk about what we're loving this week. So this could literally be anything. A new book, TV show, music whatever uh no. what are you loving this week um well i'm not the biggest uh gamer uh like video gamer but mm-hmm. um i do have a ps5 and i do like uh certain games from time to time and there's a newer spider-man game out spider-man 2 mm-hmm. for uh ps5 that i'm pretty as far as my obsession with video games which isn't a lot mm-hmm. but it's i'm pretty obsessed with as far as like i play it a few times a week which is obsessive for me as far as video games go um and it's a lot of fun i'm a 32 year old comic book nerd still (laughs) um you know i literally have my hulk uh coffee cup here um i so yeah i i love comics um marvel stuff and so i just that's how i've been you know unwinding lately is just webbing through New York as Spider-Man, you know, protecting my city. So yeah, that's just, great. Is that like my, a doing uh, my job? <laughs> uh, like an open world type? You just yeah. like fly it or yeah. run through like, and do. Yeah, you like. can literally just yeah save little missions. There's like a main storyline and stuff, but like mm-hmm. yeah, it's an open world game, mm-hmm. and you're just like webbing around and swinging around New York, and uh, it's like. 99 percent accurate of new york like all of it and it's yeah. uh it's pretty wild but uh okay. as far as games go that's the the main one the only one i've been playing as of lately so i might have to check that, that out just because that would be fun yeah I would, I would enjoy it's fun it's I a had, lot of fun. like one of the early spider-man games for like ps2 way back in the day yeah oh legendary same yeah yeah and it was you know 
blocky uh, <laughs> graphics and yeah. all of that. But it was just like so fun to just like fly and then like shoot a web and then like pull yourself and like, absolutely. Uh, and, That's uh, the main appeal of the game. So yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Awesome. Um, let's see. I am loving this week. I saw a, a movie recently. I think it's a new one, uh, at least. Uh, it was on Prime Video. It's called um, Knock at the Cabin, uh, like knocking on the door. Oh, yeah, knock, absolutely. Knock at the Cabin. And uh, yep. it's the cast surprised me a lot. Of, yes. Because uh, it yes. was uh, – it's, it's an interesting uh, plot. I don't want to spoil one. five five – yeah yeah but yeah um, it's uh, no no it's a great movie yeah great movie i, I really it. enjoyed it dave batista um in a very different role than he normally is yes uh he's an underrated dramatic actor he's an he underrated really he can really he he did he surprisingly had a very big range of emotion and in, in that yes. movie and yeah. i thought it was yeah i thought it was great yeah, so but like yeah, Dave Bautista yeah. and Rupert Grant uh, in in a very yes. different role for him as well. And yeah, then, uh, we got Ron in there. Yeah. Roth. Uh, oh as, yes, and uh, who you know, uh, I know cool. from like uh, well one Frozen because he? he's Sven right in in Frozen yeah. with my kids, but also he was um, King George in Hamilton. Uh, on oh, Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was it was an interesting movie. Great movie. I, I thought that the yeah. plot was good and like the the way that it ended uh was was yeah. interesting. So uh yeah, yeah it, it, it paid off. It was worth it. It, it was worth it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. those kind of movies are, are just like all right, well that was an hour and a half. Uh but, but yeah. this one was was really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh so okay well sweet well hayden where can people awesome. find you online where can they follow along and and uh and chat with you about podcasting and all that yeah so my social media um is at july media labs um or you could just look for hayden july that's how i have my name on social media just because it makes it easy with the name um and then my website right now is being built it will be finished um, before this um, this goes live. So by the time this goes live, you can absolutely go to uh, julymedialabs.com. Um, just needed kind of a full from the ground up um, mm-hmm. with the rebranding and um, implementing new features online and everything through the site. So um, yeah, so July Media Labs, Hayden July. Um, let's, let's talk about podcasting. I love to jump on calls and... I'll jump on a call with you for an hour and a half and we'll talk about your show. So, nice. you know, um, love doing that. So, yeah. Well, sweet. Yeah, Thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and I know, uh, you brought like a lot of really great knowledge, uh, like insider knowledge, uh, Thank for you. those interested in starting a podcast or growing their podcast. Yeah. So. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I've, this has been great. And yeah, thank you again. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, Facebook, YouTube, thanks for joining in today. It was good to have y'all here and, uh, I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening to another episode of the wisdom and the tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. 
Like I mentioned earlier, I've got links to all of the things that Hayden talked about in this episode. So you can go to the show notes and uh, click over and check out, you know, uh, Blueberry or uh, buy one of those sure microphones. I've got links for you. I've also got links for where you can find Hayden. He's at uh, JulyMediaLabs.com. And also you can find him at JulyMediaLabs on Instagram. And you can find the show on Instagram at, uh, at I was going to say at Instagram.com uh, slash wit.pod. But you can just search on Instagram for wit.pod, W-I-T-T dot P-O-D. Uh, you can find me everywhere at All Heart Photo. And you can join us for the next live episode in the uh, podcast Facebook group and on YouTube at Wisdom and the Tangents. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye, y'all.